For our first message today, we have a split sermon from Mr. Ken Barton entitled, God's Word, America's Constitution, and Our Rights, Use Them or Lose Them. He's rivaling me for titles. Mr. Barton. Looking good? Well, I don't know if I'm looking good, but all the things up there are looking good. <clears throat> good afternoon. Hope you guys didn't have anything planned for the rest of the afternoon. I've already cleared it with, with Steve. So <clears throat> no, hopefully my message won't last nearly as long as my title. <clears throat> Well, we're, we've had our big holiday, Holy Day week, and now we're starting into the world's holiday season, uh, except for Thanksgiving. I still kind of like, we, we can claim that one. Uh, but I heard that the atheists were upset. They have filed suit, uh, or had, uh, because everybody else had their holidays and they didn't have one so they went you know to court to to get one and the judge listened and he said well I'm sorry but you you're working off a, a flawed premise here because you do have a holiday and they said no we don't we we there there's not atheist day and he said yes there is for God's word said the fool hath said in his heart there is no God so April Fool's Day is your holiday. Every <laughs> April, April 1st, you know, you get to have a holiday. Or they do. I'm figuring if you're here, you don't get to, you, you won't number yourself with them. <clears throat> Which brings me, put me thinking of that into a, another deal, something I spoke of at the feast, the difference between ignorance and stupidity. Whenever, back in the day when I was a firefighter, because I'm old, retired from now. Anyway, back in the day, we had tours that would come to the fire station, and I would give a little spiel to to them, and I would, would try to encourage them because these almost always classes of uh, children. Uh, a lot of them were homeschooled, but not all. And I would ask them if they knew the difference between ignorance and stupidity. And the difference is we're all ignorant about something. We're all born ignorant about pretty much everything. So ignorance is lack of knowledge, not learn. That can be fixed. Stupidity, on the other hand, is knowledge not used. Some folks say that stupidity, stupid is forever. I don't know. I like to think, having been stupid a number of times, that I'm able to get over that. <clears throat> In uh, Psalm 119.105, David said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How many of us were born knowing God's word? None of us. Now, some of us, myself included, lived in that state for a long time. 
I didn't study it. I had, you know, <clears throat> I won't go into all that, but I didn't. But, you know, as, as Reg and I was t were talking earlier, you're born ignorant of something, but that doesn't mean you have to stay that way. Neither is it a very intelligent thing to do to stay ignorant about many things. Matter of fact, a lot of folks would call that idea mindset stupid. <clears throat> so God's word, if we will heed it, it will guide us to all righteousness and a life well lived in service to him, and we will be pleasing to him, which is hopefully our goal. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. And if I go too quick, flash me a sign or something, tell me to slow down. I cheat because I wrote it all down. And Brian puts it up here, but I know some of you like to make sure we're keeping it on the up and up. So if I go too fast, let me know. <clears throat> let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. People wonder what I'm here for. You can give them that. <clears throat> Pretty simple. And that is also told to us, for a lot of folks think that if it was in the Old Testament, it doesn't count anymore. The New Testament says in Romans 1, 16 and 17, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, it is, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Faith in what? Faith in his word. So the trick is to learn God's word. The problem is that there are many unjust people in the world that don't want to live by faith. They don't care about his word, mainly because they're ignorant of it. <clears throat> But they ignore it. And if we listen to the politically correct people in this world, we're not supposed to judge people and make them feel bad. Certainly not supposed to call somebody stupid. One of the things I used to tell the, the children, I said, now if your mom sets something on the, takes it out of the oven and sets it on the table or on the stove and says, don't touch that, it's hot, it will burn you. When you go over there and touch that and it's hot and it burns you, she will call you stupid. <laughs> Learn from it, okay? <clears throat> anyway, I believe that that's kind of what the Israelites did once they got into Canaan. Not right off when they first went into Canaan, they were on fire. They were ready to go. But then they kind of mellowed out. Wanted to live and let live. Let bygones be bygones, which God was one of the reasons God told them, wipe them out when you go in and you won't have to worry about it. But that's a different one. So, if we stand by and do nothing, if we let everybody continue to be ignorant, if we let everybody continue to live in their ignorance, they will come up with things we should not do. So, if we let it go, it's kind of like a house. You know, after at first the house looks good, then it kind of needs paint. 
if you paint it, then it'll look good again. If you take care of the problems, if you don't let it look good, it will continue to look bad, worse, get worse and worse and worse. I don't know, I won't ask how many folks have seen that in their neighborhoods, because I'm sure everybody has. And the really neat thing about that is that's the gift that keeps on giving, because it destroys your property values along with that one. It, it lowers the, the standing, the status quo of the neighborhood. Our lives are the same way. We allow people to continue to do things that we know they shouldn't, it will degrade our lives. The sin, well, look at our nation. <clears throat> and I wish that all we had to worry about was painting houses, because we could go paint houses. We could go fix them up. We'd, and, and you see on the news every so often, they'll get together a group of people and they'll go help somebody out. But we're talking about our nation, our very lives. God warns us that there's consequences for not obeying his word. What word, they say? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, when God's retribution arrives, it is an all-encompassing retribution. If you're there, it's not going to be good. It wasn't good back then. It won't be good next time. Hear, O Israel, Deuteronomy 9.1, I'm sorry. Brian got ahead of myself. <clears throat> In Deuteronomy, Hear, O Israel, thou art to pass over Jordan this day to go in to possess nations greater and mightier than yourself. Cities great and fenced up to heaven. I've seen some eight-foot fences. They look pretty good. Fenced up to heaven is serious. <clears throat> Speak not thou in thine heart after that the Lord thy God has cast them out from before you, saying, For my righteousness... The Lord has brought me in to possess this land. For the wickedness of these nations did the Lord drive them out, not for your righteousness, or for, uh, for the uprightness of your heart do you go to possess their land. Get this straight, folks. You need to pay attention, he said. But for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord thy God does drive them out from before you, that he may perform the word which the Lord swore unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand, therefore, that the Lord thy God gives you not this good land to possess it for your righteousness, for you are a stiff-necked people. We must live according to God's word or we will lose what he gives us. He plainly warns us. And in Romans 1, 18... Still got a green light. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. In 19 through 22. Uh, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. Because that when they knew God... So here's some folks that aren't just ignorant anymore. They now know. When they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Unfortunately, we know folks like that. We have a world we can kind of look around and see some examples of that. And then in Romans 128, 
He says, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. He said, okay, here you go. I won't bother you again. So what happens when people turn against God and go their own way? Some folks say that the earth, the, uh, all the storms and stuff, the problems that they had lately is because of global warming, because we're using too much carbon. I'm not a scientist, but I learned the little bit of science classes I took. We're a carbon-based world. <laughs> it's going to be hard to do anything without using carbon. But okay. I think it's something else. In Leviticus chapter 18, verse 24 and 25, God warns them, Defile not you yourselves in any of these things, going back to those other nations about what they did. For in all these, the nations that are defiled, which I cast out before you, for in all these, the nations are defiled, and the land is defiled. Therefore, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Then in chapter 30, says, Therefore, shall you keep my ordinance that you commit not any of one of these abominable customs which were committed before you, and that you defile yourselves not therein. I am the Lord your God. Giving them a heads up. This is what calls... You know, I, I don't think God really liked archaeologists. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because they look all this stuff up and they say, oh, let's really get into this and find out where their heads were at. Maybe we don't want to know. Just my own thought. <clears throat> Those scriptures bring to mind my, my mind the effects of what has been called global warming. What comes to your mind when you think of the land vomiting you out, telling you it doesn't want you? Maybe a few real strong hurricanes, floods, earthquakes, volcanoes. What would we do to keep that from happening? <clears throat> Maybe we could Educate some folks, right? Maybe uh, warn them what's coming on. There's actually, Brian, if you'll, if you'll pull that up, there's actually a deal underfoot. There it is. Just this image back there. Wait a minute. No, I don't need to see it. I know what it looks like. <laughs> These are going up all around our nation. Because people are ignorant of these. There are people, I'm sure young people, that have lived their entire life never knowing what these are. They might hear people, Glenn and I were watching the news, they kept talking about this CR. What's a CR? Finally we realized it's a continuing resolution. But we didn't know it. So, you know, we, we were ignorant of that. There are people ignorant of the Ten Commandments. They're ignorant of who... Who thought these up? Okay. So this one is in Pennsylvania. They got them in uh, Branson and California. They're trying to put them all over the world to educate people. There's something out there that you guys might want to pay attention to, that you might want to learn, by which you can live your life and have a good life. Our nation's... 
forefathers coming up to this time <clears throat> were strong men of faith. I've heard people say, no, they weren't. They weren't Christian. Well, yes, they were. They were strong men of faith. They believed that we were being led of God to establish this nation. In reaction to what they felt were injustices and overreaches of Great Britain's government. In order to do that, they established laws that would rein in the government, starting with, you know, the, the, right off the bat, they started with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Let's lay down a network here that we can work in. And they were talking to the government. Here's your boundaries. We don't work for you. You work for us. And you're going to work for us within this area. You can't do too much. We already went through too much. We didn't like it. We want to try something else. In the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson states, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, which means they can't be taken away just because someone else doesn't agree with them, that, they are, uh, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They use that Constitution along with that bill of, the Bill of Rights to ensure that those rights would be protected by our government, protecting us from our government. Most people in our nation have heard these of these documents, but they're not really educated about them. Yeah, they've heard of them. I was about from here to Rick from the original Declaration of Independence. Glenda and I were. And we had to get, out and get in the bus because the guy had let us know, when that time comes up, if you're not in the bus, I'm gone. It looked really neat from where we were standing in it. Anyway, people have heard of it, but they didn't really study any of it. They used to have classes about citizenship. They don't do that anymore. They used to try to educate about what these were. Not just about the rights, because people hear about the rights and they say, okay, I've got the right to do whatever I want to do, and they go do whatever it is they want to do. They don't mention the responsibilities that goes along with the rights. We have the right to free speech. We have the first right we have allows us to have gatherings, peaceful gatherings, establish religion, not the government establish religion, and to have meetings and to have free speech, to have these uh, meetings. Okay. But you couldn't just get together and get everybody worked up into a mob and go destroy some area of town because you didn't necessarily believe the way they were doing it. We don't have that freedom. You don't have the freedom to stand up and accuse someone of something, say they did it, and it be a lie. You know, I've heard the saying, you can't stand up in a crowded theater and yell fire. Yeah, you can. It better be on fire, but you can definitely stand up and say that if it is. If you don't, there will be consequences. <clears throat> we have the freedom to speak our mind. We are supposed to do it. We have the responsibility to do it in a manner that makes 
sense that allows people, you know, we can, we can tell our side of it, we can listen to their side of it, it's called a conversation. We have the right to redress, to, to bring what we feel are problems to our government. If we, if we see a problem, we can bring that up to our representatives. We can get our government to pay attention to us. The Second Amendment of the Constitution ensures the right of the people to keep and bear arms. This to me has roots in Scripture too, in Esther chapter 8. The Jews were given the right to protect themselves. It had already been a law passed to take them out. And they were able to protect themselves, to do something against it. The founders knew about this also from personal experience. The government that our nation was fighting to overthrow tried to confiscate the weapons from us. When they showed up, that's kind of actually when the, the war for independence started. They showed up to get it, and they started giving them to him one bullet at a time. <clears throat> nowhere in, in no way, nowhere and in no way did that give anybody the right to take any weapon at all and go out and kill anybody. It gives you the right to protect yourself, your family, your government from evil. People have forgotten that. People were, I, I'll say they were ignorant of it. <clears throat> so I try to let them know. <clears throat> it, it, it gave us the right to protect ourselves, but it gave us the responsibility to know how to do that. Really, according to some studies I've done, it came from uh, King Edward III, I believe, that passed laws in England that every man at the age of 16 acquire himself a bow and arrows and learn how to use them. If you don't have one, you see, how's the, the Mirandize thing? If you need one and can't afford one, one will be provided to you. You will pay us back. <laughs> that's not quite in the Miranda, but that's how that worked. If someone turned 16 and they couldn't afford a bow and arrows, they were given one on the installment plan, and while they had it and while they were paying it off, they were learning how to use it because our, that government relied on its citizens for protection against crime and against invaders. <clears throat> Current President of the United States, well, yeah. we, uh, we have the freedom to speak our mind. We don't have the freedom to slander others or tell lies. We have the freedom to assemble peacefully. We don't have the freedom to become a mob and to riot and to destroy. We have the right to be secure in ourselves and in our homes. We do not have the right to make others insecure or take away their rights. Current President of the United States has made the statement that we are no longer just a Christian nation. <clears throat> we are also a Jewish nation, a Muslim nation, a Buddhist nation, a Hindu nation, and a nation of unbelievers. And I can, I can agree with that. It's pretty much true. Those laws were intended to protect our citizens from discrimination, any of those citizens from discrimination. 
these days, it seems like they're trying to use those laws to discriminate against Christians very strongly. They're told we can't force our views on others. But they can. You know, it seems like they, they like to tell what their beliefs are. They want to, I have a real problem with Sharia law. They're wanting to, there are people wanting to bring it here and stuff it down our throats. We don't want it. I'm pretty sure my wife is pretty happy enjoying the autonomy that she enjoys. She doesn't need me ruling over her with an iron fist or anybody else for that matter. <clears throat> Proponents of sin are also trying to influence our lives. There's what? Television ads? Yeah. You know, we're all the time, if, if Glenda's father was still alive, would have a heart attack <laughs> on some of the ads that are in TV. You know, the things that, that they get by, at first it's shocking, and then after a while, you get used to it, right? <clears throat> movies about, TV shows and movies about horrible things, horrific things happening, battles, uh, murders, and they're trying to numb us down to it and, and lifestyles that we don't want. Uh-oh, there goes the light. We don't need them, okay? But it's being marketed to us. Satan is the Lord of the air. Read that broadcast to me, okay? And he's very good at selling what he sells. He's been doing it for a long time polishing that up every chance he gets. <clears throat> so we need to realize that he's marketing disobedience of God's word. Jesus warned us we would face problems, that the world would hate us as it hated him. So what do we do? How do we cope with that? What about using that first and second amendment? We'll use God's word. And what is God's word? Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, to the joints and marrow, a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And then in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And 13, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the day of evil and having done all, to stand. And he goes through there telling each part in the, uh, at the feast, the kids did a deal where, and they worked all week building their own helmets and swords and, of course, swords I think were blow up, but, you know, they had on a, a belt of truth and it was pretty neat. <clears throat> verse 17 he says take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God that's the only offensive weapon that second amendment would cover is the sword of the spirit the word of God and we can use that Christ used it quite well just getting rid of Satan you know, take, get, 
get thee behind me. It is written. It is written. And then finally he said, just get out of here. <clears throat> if we let the antis strip away all our rights, what will we be left with? They don't want us to have freedom of speech. They don't want us to use any weapons, let alone the truth of God, the word of God, against them. They want to ignore that. They'll tell us what is right and wrong. So we just need to believe and listen to what they say is right and wrong. Unless it changes. Then we have the new right and wrong. Because the world will change. It's, it's, it's not based on anything. God's word's the same. Yesterday, today, forever. If it was wrong 100 years ago, it's wrong now. If it was wrong 2,000 years ago, it's wrong now. And if it's wrong now, it'll be wrong from now on. Atheists claim that we're trying to force our beliefs on them. Not so much. We're just trying to share our beliefs. If you don't like them, that's okay. You don't have to pay attention. God will take care of that part later. <clears throat> we have to do this in a way, though, that is responsible. In 1 Peter 3, 8. Finally, be you all of one mind, having compassion one, to a, one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing, knowing that you are thereunto called that you should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him speak peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So when we go out, as it says in 2 Timothy, Four, two. I jumped on you there, Brian. <clears throat> Preach the word. Be instant. In season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Long-suffering. Thank God that he is long-suffering toward me or I'd have been a grease spot a long time ago. What we need to do is educate ourselves and go back to the basics. Ecclesiastes 12.13, as I started with. <clears throat> Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. The main point I want to make is we need to use our rights responsibly to educate the world about God's word and about God's promises. There's some good stuff there. He's got... You know, he t he t eye has not seen nor ear heard what is waiting. It's going to be so, I mean, this impressed God, okay? You know, God is really impressed about what he has in store for us. Maybe we ought to be. <clears throat> we need to strive to educate people and try to keep them from making some stupid choices about our nation. Keep, let's keep our neighborhood looking good. Not because it's, you know, you can paint 
up something and that really is lousy and make it look good for a little while. You know, and I've also heard you can put lipstick on a pig. You'll still have a pig, you know. <clears throat> let's, let's try to help them help ourselves. Stupid, ignorant, or knowledgeable. Which would you like us to be? Just think what a difference at this point that would make. 